Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. My name is Barry Miracle, and I'm going to be your dream coach for the next 30 to 35 minutes. And we've just got done um, a a six-part series on the power of words. Actually, the series was on words, and, and and I hit, you know, several different episodes about the power of the spoken word and where words came from. And so now I'm starting this new uh, series called Life in the Spirit. And, and uh, part one of that is walking in the spirit. But before I even get there, I, I have to talk about um, who you are in, re, in, in actually the, the very construct of, of the nature and the heart of you. And also the, um, what, your, what is your life made up of? out of and and who you really are so and 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 it it kind of is like identity but not really because i'm going to get into some nitty-gritty of actually breaking down your your whole being and understanding um uh who you are and, and and the potential and everything you have because of the structure of your nature so anyway um We've been talking about words, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a segue scripture to go from uh, words and into walking in the spirit. So this here we go in First Peter chapter one verse twenty three. It says, "Having been born again, not of the incorruptible seed, but uh, sorry, not not born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever." So you have been born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, which lives and abides forever. You, you were born again because of you heard somebody preach or you read about somebody and, and, and something gripped you and the word began to birth faith and God, you, every man and woman and child um, that's ever entered into this planet called earth has had a measure of faith. So when you are reading a scripture that will bear witness with you, it will, it will engage your faith. And that's what happened when you began to hear about the gospel when it was preached. And I'm going to go into a little bit of depth about that. So uh, this series about life in the spirit, we, uh, we do not live our lives out of the physical realm. We live in the physical realm, but we're not living from the physical realm. Now, how is that possible? I'm going to get into it. And that's called life in the spirit and the ability that we have to walk in the spirit. And if you're living in the spirit and you're walking in the spirit, you are actually having uh, dominion in two different economies in the spiritual realm and the physical realm at the same time. So once again, it's life in the spirit and walking in the spirit. So to begin to talk about um, life in the spirit and walking in the spirit, let's first review what it is to be born again or born from above or born of the spirit, because you need to know that you have been born of water. And now as a born again believer, you've been born of the spirit. You're born uh, again from, from above. And this is where we focus our attention upon uh, our attention is on the things that are above. We, the Bible says in Colossians chapter three, verse two, set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are 
on, on the earth. So you have to understand that we live from the place that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places and we fill our minds with heavenly realities and we all of a sudden your reality in in your mind that you have washed and transformed by the word of God when you live from there and you believe that you will begin to change this realm right here on earth into the king's domain kings the dominion of God and this is why Jesus would have uh, his disciples pray the disciples said to him one day you, you know lord teach us how to pray uh, you know the 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 Pharisees teach their disciples and, and John the Baptist taught his disciples, will you please teach us how to pray? And Jesus said this, when you pray, say. You are speaking, capsulized spirit, when you are speaking back unto God. And he says, pray this way, when you pray, say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. You begin to worship and praise him and thank him for all of his goodness and things he did. And then he says this, Pray that his kingdom would come and his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. So this is what this whole uh, teaching will be about over these next couple episodes. We will be talking about life in the spirit and living from the spirit. See, you are the righteous. When you accepted Jesus Christ as the savior of your life, the blood of Jesus Christ created the accessibility. This is the gospel. Jesus' blood paid the price for you to walk free. The mortgage that was against your life, the writ that was against your life, the, 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 the sins that were against you that you could not pay for, Jesus came and paid for them. And that's Colossians chapter 2, verses 11 through 12, where, where he was nailed to the cross. The, you know, curses anyone who's hung on a tree, and they nailed Jesus to that tree that day. And when he, when he was nailed there and shed his blood and sacrificed his body, the payment, the final payment was made, and that's what made him the firstborn. When he was resurrected uh, to newness of life by, this, by the glory of the Father and by that same, that spirit that raised Christ from the dead that dwells in your mortal bodies, by the way, when that happened, when Jesus paid the price, he said, it is finished. And that means that the price that was paid, now we got to actualize and we got to bring the, the promises of God that are yes and amen into this realm. And that's what life in the spirit is all about. It's living from the perspective of God's thoughts and God's reality in making this world just like heaven. So we need to talk about what happened when you got born again. And if you have not been born again, please contact me through my website, barrymiracle.ca. Contact me right here on the podcast. Contact me by Facebooking. Uh, you can inbox me at Barry Miracle. I would love to talk to you about you getting saved and born abo from above and born of the Spirit, that you can have a new birth. You can be rebirthed, and you would become the many brethren. You would become my brother, or you would become my sister in, in the body of Christ, and we could rejoice together, and we were getting the same wage. Oh, Oh my good Lord, it is so good to be saved. I am saved from, uh, from hell. I am saved from my own demise. I'm saved from the accusations of the enemy. I'm saved from the lies. I'm saved from, from even harvest that I should have got because I've, I failed God and I failed people. And, and all of a sudden, all those things that I became brand new, that I became, I, I, 
all things were washed away and all things became brand new. I no longer uh, have to pay the price. Jesus paid the price. And then if you honestly are repenting, you're honestly seeking him, you're honestly wanting to have a new life, and you're honestly bowing your knee to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you are honestly believing that the blood of Jesus Christ paid the price, and the body of the Lord Jesus Christ paid the price for not only your salvation, but your deliverance and your healing. This is what soterra means. This is the gospel, the theology of salvation is called soteriology, and that doesn't just have to do with the saving of the spirit, which is the most important thing, because that's the core of who you are, but it's also speaking about the deliverance of your mind and the strongholds in your life and the addictions and all you can be delivered from everything and delivered into the goodness of God. And then it also talks about the healing of your mortal bodies. I want to tell you, God is not up in heaven and saying, you know, fend for yourself. He had gave you accessibility by the blood of Jesus Christ and, and, and by the Holy Spirit being able to come. The creative power, the light of God is coming into your life. So first we need to understand this, guys. We need to understand that we are three-part being. We are a spirit. We live in a body and we possess a soul or we have a soul. Your soul is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions. But ladies and gentlemen, you are not your body and you are not your soul. You are a spirit. You you are, God made you in his image and according to his likeness. And the Bible says God is not a spirit, God is spirit. And then he says God is love. So God is the spirit of love. The, you, you are a spirit. When he breathed, he nefeshed, he blew, he ruach hokadesh, the holy breath of God, the very holy spirit came into your life. The, the God placed a, a piece of him in a mortal body and in a soul. You came from heaven as an answer and a dream from the heart of the Father, and you were planted into the womb. A word, by a word, you became planted. The incorruptible seed of the word of God planted you. The incorruptible seed of the word of God is saving you and healing you and delivering you, even right now, says the Lord. This is exciting. So the greatest thing that ever happened to you, and probably one of the greatest things that will ever happen to you is when you get born again. When you get born of the Spirit, Jesus came and he was the last Adam and he became the firstborn of many brethren. And now we are no longer underneath the totalitarian dictatorship of an evil king. We've been transferred, according to Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, into the glorious kingdom of the son of his love. Wow. So how did that happen? The spirit part of you, which is the heart of your being, is the one that became saved at the moment of your conversion. Then the soul is becoming saved and then your body will be saved. So your spirit is at that moment, because of the payment of blood, the blood of Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit was able to come into your life. He was not able to have accessibility into your life because he would have destroyed you. There must have been a payment that was made. He wouldn't want to destroy you and that's why he held back and that's why he waited for the baptism of the Holy Spirit to be able to come. Jesus had to shed his blood and sacrifice his body to create accessibility and a pavement and a payment for Holy Spirit to come into your life. So you right now, 
because of the blood of Jesus Christ, because of a Holy Spirit coming into your life, you have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I say this often on your worst day. So because you are the, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you now, that's in your spirit. See, you have to understand you are saved in your spirit. You're being saved in your soul and you will be saved in your body. So every day, because you are the righteousness of God, you can put on a robe of righteousness in this physical and soulish realm. So here it is in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. It says, but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. My God, when if, if Father God, right now in the mighty name of Jesus, I'm asking that everybody listening to this podcast right now on life in the spirit and walking in the spirit, Father God, give them a grace to understand, have an epiphany, a moment right now in time where they would get a glimpse and get a reality and receive a revelation of this mystery that they have actually become one with the spirit of the living God. You are one with the Lord Jesus Christ. How are you that way? Because the spirit of God came into your life. And when he came into your life, you became one with the spirit of the living God. You are one with the creator of the universe. You are one with the light of God. You are one with the, with God himself. You are seated in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers of darkness. You're not sitting in a separate throne. You're sitting in the same throne as Jesus. The same throne that Jesus is sitting on is the same, same throne that the Father is sitting on. You are, you are a co-heir with Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus was the word of God that created everything and spoke light into being and light became the construct in which everything else would become. And, and, and I don't have time to get in that. Go back to some of the earlier um, episodes and get into that. But you need to understand today that you have become one with the spirit of the living God in your spirit. You are absolutely perfect in your spirit. This is how you get to go to heaven, only by perfection. And you need to understand that your whole spirit, soul, and body is being preserved until that perfect day. And let me give you some more good news. The path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter, and brighter until that perfect day. If, you're, if your days are not getting brighter, if you're not getting more illumination, if you're not understanding God and you don't have that intimacy with God and he's not unveiling things to you, you need to say, Dad, I need the grace to walk on that path of righteousness and, 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 and that path of righteousness that grows brighter and brighter. This is the one, Father God, that I want to walk upon. There is so much, ladies and gentlemen, that we have wasted time because we don't believe what the Bible has said regarding us. And when I say this in 1 Corinthians 6, chapter 6, verse 17, but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. You have become one. Say, I am one with the spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. Come on, say hallelujah. Come, somebody say amen. Say, I have become one with the creator of the universe. My God, isn't that amazing? So here at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, two verses down. Or do you know that your body is the temple of Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God. Christ Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. 
How does he do that? He provided accessibility and he's the one who sent Holy Spirit to be the exact same person that Jesus was. I will send another comforter exactly like me is what he told the disciples. Well, I'm not going to leave you homeless. I'm not going to leave you out here by yourself. I'm going to send somebody just like me. And the Greek word is parakletos, the one that would come alongside. But he is not just coming along the inside of you. He's longing to come on the left side of you, the right side of you, the front side of you, the back side of you, underneath you and above you and all around you. This parakletos, this one that want, he wants to live and he wants to en, enshrine himself and cover you and, 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 and smother you with his love and, and all that. I want to tell you, it is so amazing. But you need to understand that Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you because of the blood and body sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let me give you further evidence here in Romans chapter 5, 5. It says, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has poured out into our hearts, was poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. Now, hope no longer disappoints us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. Hope no longer disappoints us because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts. Where does it say here? Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you. You are, you are housing the, the very magnitude of the creative force that created the universe is living on the inside of you and not only living on the inside of you, but he who is joined to the Lord is one with the, that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. My God. God, that is so amazing. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I, I, I've got a lot of scriptures here, ladies and gentlemen, of, of, of just proving the point of not only living in the spirit, but what is life in the spirit and what is it to be walking in the spirit. But you, you need to understand that your spirit is born again because your spirit is born again and you've been born from above and you've been born of the spirit and you become one with the spirit of the living God. Now that's not, that's just not good enough. You need to understand that that spirit wants to flood out of you, but I'm getting a little ahead of myself. And I just want to explain uh, uh, the whole in the spirit. So um, let me just explain just a bit more. John and, and set the foundation for this series. John chapter 17, verse 22 through 23. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That's interesting. Believe in me through their word. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who believe in me through their word. What does that mean? When you confess the Lord Jesus Christ, some, your, your tongue becomes a pen of a ready writer. My God, uh, I, I got to keep going. That they, verse 21, they, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that you sent me and the glory which you gave me, I have given them that they may be one just as we are one. 
I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. It cannot be any more made plain. You have become one with the Spirit and the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. You have become one. And that is so exciting. So um, here's what happened, actually, when you literally were recreated in Christ Jesus. Uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 8 through 17. I'm not sure if I'm going to read it all, but I'm going to take a shot at it here. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, and for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. So let me just go back. Uh, John chapter 17, verse 20 says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Their believe in me through their word. And here it is down here. And whoever calls on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. Now, verse 14 says, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Come on. Have you heard any good preaching? Not just good, eloquent preaching, but preaching the good news that your sins have been paid for and you can turn to God and you can have all things, old things pass away and, and everything become brand spanking new and you would have like a million pounds lifted off of your chest and you are saved to the uttermost. Verse 16 says, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? We must believe and we must speak it and then we will become saved. So then the, so then, faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the preach, proclaim word of God, which people preach. It, so I'm, I'm trying to make this really, really clear to you that you have been born again uh, by the incorruptible seed of the word of God because of the blood of Jesus Christ that came into your life. And it just sounds, it doesn't sound repetitive. I'm trying to preach, I'm preaching this, I'm teaching this into you and understanding that the, the work has been done, but you need to live from your born again spirit, not of your uh, uh, your your body, which is you know, suffering underneath the condemnation of the sin of this world. You, you, you can't live out of the, your past. You cannot live uh, out of the, the soul of your education. You're not living from the physical realm to the spiritual realm. You're living from the spiritual realm into this physical realm, and you're transforming everything that is in your spheres of influence because you have a perception of the spiritual realm. You have a perception that you become one with the spirit of the living 
God. Now you are seated with God on his throne right now in your spirit. And you say, well, how can that be? Because I'm right here. You need to understand that you are a spirit. And the Holy Spirit that you become one with, live, you both live on the inside of the body. But that is not the end of the story. Just uh, maybe one or two more scriptures here about the born again process. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13, and I quoted earlier, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. So you need to understand that you are no longer underneath the totalitarian dictatorship of an evil king. You've been transferred into the kingdom of the son of his love. In the kingdom of the son of his love, the kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking, but it is in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is on the inside of you because the kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. And that's who you become one with. And that's why you can, you can have life in the Spirit. There's victory in life in the Spirit. There's victory when you begin to walk in the Spirit. And there's a dichotomy. There's a difference between not only living in the Spirit, but walking in the Spirit. I mean, the privilege of being born again and born of the Spirit is, is that I... I am now able to do things I never was able to do before. So let me give you one more scripture on, on that whole process. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. So here it is. It's the working out of who we are. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, my God, exceed, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we are able to ask or think according to the power that works in us. What is that power that works in us? That is the Holy Spirit. He is the creative force of the universe, the multiverse of heaven, of the angels, of, of you and me, and all the things that we're believing for. This is what who lives on the inside of you. You become one with that very power and of Holy Spirit. You are one with the Spirit of the living God. So here we are, and I'm just going to barely have time to introduce this subject right now. You'll have to look forward to next week. But so anyway, so after you are born again, the spirit of the living God dwells within you. And what, what do we do now? The spirit of God is living and dwelling in you, but he must come into this realm. You must let him out. I'm going to take you to a scripture right now and hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not saying. I'm going to take you to the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 20. So after you're born again, what must happen now? The spirit of God that you became one with must come out of you. He can come into your realm and in, into your spheres of influence and into your metron of ministry and into your home and into your factory and into your job and into your school. He can come at, at, as you begin to release him into this realm. And here it is. And I'll give you scripture reference for it. Revelation chapter three, verse 20 says, behold, whenever you hear behold, you pay attention. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and dine with him and he with me. Now, what does that mean? 
You have heard this. If you've been around Christianity and you've been around preachers and evangelists for more than you know a year, you will have heard this scripture and they and evangelists use it uh, for their altar calls all the time. And, it, and, I, and I don't, I'm not coming against evangelists. Hear what I'm saying. Not what I'm not saying. It, it's just being used improperly because this is uh, Christ Jesus addressing and, and through John, the fact that Jesus is on the inside of his ecclesia. He's addressing the seven ecclesias of uh, the New Testament, the seven churches. The, there's seven churches that Jesus is addressing, and he's saying, behold, I stand at the door and knock. So he's not knocking, trying to get into your life. He's speaking to people that he's already in, the spirit of Christ, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the glory of the Father. That is the spirit. That is he who is standing at the door of your heart and saying, will you let me out? He's not trying to get in. He's already in. Can you hear the word of the Lord tonight? Can you hear the word, the word of the Lord today? I don't know when you're listening to this, but you need to understand that Jesus is already on the inside of you, and now he's trying to come out of you. He says, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, the Bible says, lift up your head, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. What shall he do? He'll come in, and he'll dine with you, and, and, and he will... You will dine with him and he will dine with you. He wants to have communion. He wants to, he wants to come and cover and smother and with you, with his love and, and come upon you. Ah, I gotta get in. We're gonna unpack this, ladies and gentlemen, over the next couple of weeks. But you, you need to understand this. And, and Bill Johnson puts it very effectively. He says, God is tired of being trapped on the inside of unbelieving believers. Isn't that an incredible quote? God is sick and tired of being, he's not sick and tired, it's just a colloquial statement, but he, he is not satisfied with you just going to heaven in the sweet by and by. He's not just excited that you escaped hell that was not for you, that was only created for your enemy's sake. It's not good enough because he says, if you will let me in, I will dine with you and you with me. I, I, if you will let me into your marriage, if you will let me into your school, if you'll let me into your job, if you will let me into your house, if you'll let me into your church, uh oh. If you'll let me in, I will die. I will, I will have communion with you. I will, I will feed you. I will bring sustenance to you. Uh, I will, I will, I will bring life into you. The, the gasoline that you need to fulfill your purpose. All these things will, will begin to, if you, I'm standing, I'm knocking. Will you let me into your lives? This is life in the spirit, and life in the spirit is not just for heaven. Life in the spirit is, uh, is supposed to be here on the earth. You can call forth the kingdom of God to come, and where is it coming? It's not coming from an ethereal place way out in the galaxy and, and coming here like a comet through the, through the 
portals of time and, and space continuum. No, the spirit of God is on the inside of each and every believer that accepted the payment of the blood of Jesus Christ. Now you've had accessibility. Now the kingdom of God is on the inside. Now the spirit of the living God is, is just desperately waiting to come into every one of your circumstances and begin to bring the power and the majesty and the presence of a risen savior and the resurrection life of God into your lives. Ah, my God, I, I, I can't go any further, really. I just, I'm going to leave you with one more scripture, and then we're going to come back and go over a little bit of this again. But we're going to jump into what it is. So please, if you know anybody that needs to hear next week's, because we, we just barely scratched the surface of where I want to go and what living in the spirit is all about. And how, how do you, you know, have this dichotomy where you're living in the spirit, you're also walking in the spirit. So Galatians 5, 5 says, 5, sorry, Galatians 5, 25 says, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So if you live in the spirit, that means you're born again. So, but, but if you walk in the spirit, that means you're clothed and you put on the Lord Jesus Christ. You put on the robe of righteousness. You put on the garment of salvation. You begin to live a life clothed in the glory of God. And we're going to get into all of that. And how do you do that? And how do we bring that forth? And so how do we live this victorious life that God prearranged for you, the good paths that God prearranged for you to walk upon? I said it earlier, the, the path of the righteous is supposed to get brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter, even in the midst of COVID, in the midst of lockdown, in the midst of recession, in the midst of all the, the control and the, the rights, the human rights violations and, and, and all the things. The path of the righteous is not dictated to by the circumstantial evidence in the temporary realm. And you need to live from that place and live your best, most victorious life here on the planet, no matter what is going on going on around you. So this is very miracle. And I'll just pray right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that Father God, the anointing of hope would come into everyone's life today and begin to permeate and begin to effervesce out of them. Spirit of the living God, rise in the midst of these listeners right now. The Spirit of the living God, begin to baptize them afresh with love. Begin to baptize them afresh with hope today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Love you guys. So I'm going to, I'm going to get off the, off of this podcast in the next couple of minutes, but I just want to encourage you to go to my website, barrymiracle.ca. I have all kinds of resources there. You can order my book called wake up into your dream. And I get into uh, some very powerful topics on how to maximize the dream of God in your life and live it out and not just survive and buy a boat and, and, and die in Florida. No, no, no. Life is more than surviving. It's thriving. It's abundance. It's living the abundant life. And God has that ready and prepared for you. So also, if you if you consider this uh, helpful to you, maybe you could consider sowing a seed, uh, this broad, this uh, podcast, uh, to be on this uh, particular platform of um, Charisma. It costs me 8500 uh, 8, Canadian. It, it's only about 6000 American, but for me, it's about almost $8,500 for me to pay. It's a little bit more because I'm, I'm broadcasting from Canada and my finances are in Canadian, believe it or not. A, so, um, and I'm sorry about that. No, no, sorry. I was just being all Canadian for a second there. Um, just kidding. That was a little jab at ourselves. Love you guys. And thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for listening. Thanks for drawing uh, with your faith. I bless you. And until next week, very medical signing off.
Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.